The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Richard Miller is on the line and we're going to talk about his book, The Sigsby Deep. How are you today, Richard? I'm terrific. It's nice to hear from you. So what was it that inspired you to write the book, The Sigsby Deep? I'll tell you, in 2016, I released my first uh, thrilling adventure called The Isle of Tom, spelled T-H-O-M. And that story, a couple was stranded on what they thought was a small island after Hurricane Sandy. The island uh, turned out to be a living creature. And the rest of the story was about how they were going to escape the creature. After I wrote that, um, I thought maybe I wasn't finished with my sinking island scenarios. And I started to look for another idea. And I looked into the Gulf of Mexico and found the Sigsby Deep, which is a real place. And I thought, uh, that's really something. And then, um, then pandemic happened and we were stuck indoors for, uh, months. And so I took the time and I had already started an outline. So uh, as a follow up to the Isle of Tom, um, I wrote the Sigsby Deep in seven weeks. So what was it that gave you the idea of a world where the earth has reached hothouse earth conditions? It's not far fetched. Uh, It's not far away. Uh, Fossil fuels still dominate. Uh, The electric car market is only 2%. Uh, Only 10% of the world's power comes from renewable sources like wind and solar, which means that we will be polluting the atmosphere with carbon dioxide for decades to come. We don't have to look at further than this past uh, winter and spring, uh, where there were hundreds of tornadoes and um, um, uh, hurricanes um, in the in our country here in in in, in America. Um, I'll give you an example. In in 1995, Tony, there were 300 tornadoes in the United States. In 2022, there were 1,300 tornadoes reported. So uh, climate change is having a real, actual, physical, visually uh, measurable effect. Um, uh, and, um, and so far this year, there have been 585 tornadoes in wow. the United States. So this is happening. It's happening right now. It's happening as we speak. It's not, it's 
not even it's not even it's not even science fiction it's fact yeah and the creep fish in the book is a unique and terrifying threat to the characters what yes. inspired that creature and its abilities so initially um when i thought about uh this whole scenario that i was going to create um, and let me just let me just back up, if I may. The scenario is that um, climate change has um, caused the Earth's crust to create fissures and faults, and one of these faults separates uh, a peninsula uh, along the coast of Florida in the Gulf of Mexico, and sets it adrift. So I I needed to create a scenario in which the people on the island could not be saved, like the Navy wasn't going to come and save them. And one of the reasons was that uh, it's climate change warmed the Gulf of Mexico and allowed Amazon fish to infiltrate into the Gulf um, and consume everything around it. Uh, I thought of Jaws. Jaws was like in my mind uh, as far as the book cover and as far as uh, the frightening um, uh, visuals of a shark. But sharks have been overdone. Uh, I I didn't want sharks. So I created this creature that could eat the hull out of any normal boat. So it was impossible for the people on the peninsula to escape by boat. There's no airport, so there's no place way for the inhabitants to get off of the peninsula that is now drifting into the Gulf of Mexico. So the crake serve a purpose, uh, which is to keep everybody stranded um, until um, uh, until our hero comes along. And and the other thing that I had to do is I had to create a ticking clock. Um, and the ticking clock is that the the island is drifting towards the Sigsby Deep, which is a real place. Um, and that was um, uh, that introduces Maze, our character Maze, Maze Jackson, and um, uh, he and his partner figure out a way to get his children across the Gulf of Mexico back to their mother, who is stranded in Louisiana. Um, the 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 Sigsby Deep is really a love story. Um, it's a love story um, in within a tragedy or a. a a, uh, um, uh, a contained thriller. It's actually a contained thriller. So what was the process of developing the character of Maze Jackson? Well, so Maze is, um, he's a compilation of many heroes. First of all, I'll tell you that he is named after two baseball greats here in the United States, uh, named after Willie Maze and uh, what we know here is Mr. October, Reggie Jackson. Um, I'm a baseball fan. Uh, and interesting thing is uh, when you read the book, you, people will be dis- maybe surprised to find out. Maybe I shouldn't mention it too much, but that um, Maze Jackson is not a Caucasian man like I am. Um, there's a little bit different element to there. Um, but it's a love story. The story is a love story. Um, that's the uh, and he is a he is a what I refer to as a junkyard MacGyver. He owns a junkyard in uh, South Florida, and he has to um, 
create a way to escape the island before it sinks into the Sigsby Deep. And that's what the book is about. And it's about the love story of him and his wife and his children that he adores and his wife that he misses so terribly. The setting of the new Pinellas Island and its unique characters play a significant role in the story. How did you go about creating that world? Pinellas Island is, uh, um, Pinellas Peninsula is where in the United States it's where um, Tampa and St. Petersburg are. Um, if you look at a map of the west coast of Florida, Pinellas hangs out, it's just dangling out there right off of Tampa. And it was just begging me to snatch it away. It's a beloved place from local people. It's a beautiful setting. Uh, and um, I just decided that I had to destroy it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Pinellas is 280 square miles. So during the story, I had to chip away at it and make it smaller and more manageable by allowing a lot of it to fall into the sea um, until there was a, a manageable island remaining. But still thousands of people living on that piece that was, was, remained. Um, and I also wanted a place where there was challenging weather. And of course, in the Gulf of Mexico, um, there's always uh, challenging weather, um, especially with with uh, climate change and hurricanes. And um, and so I used it um, because it was a perilous, as beautiful as it is in the future, in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico, it becomes a very perilous location. And in the book as well, Maze Jackson is very inventive and quite resourceful as well. Were yeah. there any real-life inspirations for his inventions and problem-solving abilities? Well, I've always been mechanical. Um, uh, I was in the Air Force when I was much younger, and I was a mechanic, an airplane mechanic. Uh, so I have an affinity for machinery and for um, how things, making things work. Um, when I was not long, I mean, maybe 30 years ago, there used to be a TV program called Junkyard Wars. I don't know if you heard of Junkyard Wars. And so in that show, uh, two teams um, were in a junkyard and they had to construct or repurpose and create new machinery out of junk. And that was a big, um, a big influence on me, um, especially because I'm quite mechanical. Another one I'll tell you um, is um, is um, Andy Weir and his book, which was made into a movie, The Martian. Um, uh, the Martian was a huge influence on me. Also, things like um, uh, Castaway with um, um, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah, if you remember, he 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 makes he repurposes things. Yeah. Uh, and and that is all what this book is all about, um, about using um, ingenuity and creative resourcefulness to uh, have our protagonist save his children and his friends and escape a sinking island and um, uh, surrounded by creatures. You get it now? So. Yes. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra 
and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. <laughs> you know, so there's a ticking clock and there's all of those elements that are there. Um and in the center of it is a, a, a love story. And the Six B Deep has elements of action, suspense, and adventure. Did you intentionally set out to write a book with those themes, or did they just naturally happen as you were writing? No, no. I I intended to uh, I intended to do that. Um, there was a there was a great movie that I loved um, called U Five Seven One. I think that's the name of the movie with. Um, Oh, what is his name? Uh, oh dear, I'm going to forget his name. Um, and and there's a it's in a submarine, and so I I actually used a lot of the um, ideas of submarining by watching that movie. Um, uh, uh, the, the the suspense and the action, uh, the adventure of sea movies and uh, Hunt for Red October. Think of that. Um, so what they do is Mays builds a submarine out of junk in the junkyard. That's what happens in the book. That's how he escapes because the hull of a submarine is iron. So the, the creatures, the crake can't eat it. Um, he uses the nose dome of a B-17 bomber, a World War II B-17. Um, he creates the nose dome. Um, so he uses all this resourcefulness uh, to, uh, and there are scenes, there are passages. As a matter of fact, if you're familiar with Kirkus reviews, um, they called it an adrenaline pumping story um, with um, nail biting suspense, which keeps things moving at a refreshingly brisk pace. And that's all about um, how he builds the submarine in the junkyard how they launch it and of course there's an antagonist who wants to steal it for himself that's the other side of the you know the protagonist antagonist um pendulum uh and so uh 
Kirkus Reviews gave it a recommend rating, so I have nothing to complain about. Yes. The book as well deals with other more serious themes of survival, family and community. Was there a specific message or theme that you wanted readers to take away from the story? We're all in this together. We're all in it together. My part of the earth and your part of the earth were exactly the same. Um, there's a section, uh, there's a part where a section of the island falls into the sea and Maze, our protagonist, spends the night uh, saving people, driving the elderly and the infirm to a safe place inland. Um, he fills the truck with corn and he drives it to a local firehouse where the community helps to care for the people. Uh, he invites all who are needy to come and pick vegetables in his fields. He provides rainwater. He provides windmills to the people from his junkyard. So the theme is we only have each other to depend on. We only have each other. And, and it's up to us to insist that we save the earth. There's only one. There's only one. What advice would you give to aspiring writers who want to write in the science fiction or adventure genres? The same thing that my acting teacher gave me in 1992 when I started acting. And uh, I, I tell this to my writing group that I lead in Florida. Three words, trust your creativity. Hmm. Do not second guess your creativity. Rely on what you see and what you feel. Get your story out of you without editing or thinking. Take a backseat to your imagination. Let that part of you do the typing while the part that holds you back and wants to edit you goes and sits in the corner. Do you have any particular favourite books or authors in the science fiction or adventure genres? I do. I'm not a big science fiction reader and I don't consider The Sigsby Deep to be a science fiction novel because yeah. it's more, it's kind of very present um uh, it's only it, it takes place in it starts in the, in the year 2049 but two of my biggest inspirations were uh, a book from trevor elliston um uh the flight of the phoenix uh, and Annie, Andy Weir's book, The Martian. Um, when I was a boy, the first book that I ever read was The Voyage of the Contiki by Thor Heyerdahl. Uh, that changed me for life. And these are books, um, uh, that's a book that also takes place uh, in the sea, on the sea. Um, uh, and it, it, it also, I read Blackbeard the Pirate uh, yeah. when I was a boy. I was probably only about eight. Um, and I think that um, ocean seafaring adventures, um, you know, um, especially again, um, the flight of the phoenix, resurrecting something from broken junk and making it fly again. Um, and that's what we do in the junkyard we resurrect junk and we create something new out of it, which happens to be a submarine. Yeah. Um, so those books, uh, those writers, Trevor, uh, Elliston Trevor, um, Andy Weir, uh, those are some of my favourites. And was there a particular part of the writing process for this book, The Sigsby Deep, that was your favourite? The writing process, uh, if you get into the zone, like I said before, trusting your creativity, I call it, uh, I had a teacher in, this, in New York City, and he referred to it as free-falling. Um, and so if you free fall, if you get out of your own way, 
uh, and um, don't question everything. And one of the things that I found is that if you write as fast as you can, um, if you're writing by hand or if you're typing, if you type as fast as you can, some of the some of the things that hold you back can't get in. Mm. Uh, one day when I was writing the Sigsby Deep, I wrote six thousand words. I never, I never thought I could write six thousand words in a day. But I, when I went back and reread them, Tony. I actually cried. I put my face down on my desk and I cried. I had to stifle myself so that my wife couldn't hear me. She would have been frightened. I cried because I captured what I wanted. It needed editing, but the bones of what I was looking for were there. And it's because I got out of my own way. I put the critic and the noisy guy in the back seat. But the final thing is that when I read it, that's when I found the love story. I was really writing a love story. And it was surrounded by the adventure and by the, uh, you know, um, the mission to get off the island. But the focus in the center of the story is a love story. Well, what are you working on at the moment? Do you have any upcoming books in progress? Here's going to be a funny story. I started a book in 1999. I'm sorry. Yeah, 1999. I wrote a play in uh, 1994 and I performed it on stage in... Um, uh, performing arts center here on Long Island and got tremendous reviews and it's called Veterans Day. Uh, so fast forward to 1999, I decided to write a novel based on the play. And I started that book. I wrote about, um, I would say, about 60,000 words. And then I got an idea for another book. So I put that one aside. I wrote the other book. I went back to Veterans Day. And then I had the idea for the Isle of Tom. So I put Veterans Day aside again. I wrote the Isle of Tom and I published it. And then they came up with the idea for the Sigsby Deep. So now I'm going back for the third time to Veterans Day. So I think that's going to be my next project. Uh, Veterans Day is the story of, uh, I'm a Vietnam veteran, and it's a story of uh, several Vietnam veterans 20 years after the war, which would be around 1996, 1997. That's when it takes. So that's my next project, I think. Yes. Well, in the meantime, where are we able to find this book, The Sigsby Deep? The Sigsby Deep is still um unreleased it's it's my publisher is uh, Woodbridge Publishers in New York um, we believe it'll be online at your favorite bookseller um, and possibly also at my website that they're building for me. But uh, most likely in um, in about three weeks, I think, uh, it might be up and live on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, whatever local favorite booksellers there are. Yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking about, about three weeks to four weeks. Excellent. Well, we look forward to that. And in the meantime, many thanks for joining us today. Thanks. It's great talking and seeing you. I hope you have a great day over there. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oh, yeah. Hey! 
The throbbing pulse of sound The Toby Gribbon Show